Welcome to the Ocean Hills Podcast. Our hope is that today's message would help you connect more deeply with God and with others. If you would like more information on what is happening in the Ocean Hills community, check out our website at oceanhills.org or download the Ocean Hills app. If you are encouraged by our ministry and would like to partner with us financially, you can give through your mobile device by texting Ocean Hills to 77977. We hope you enjoy this message. Good morning. You never really know what you're getting into in life, do you? You never really, really know. Even when you think you know, you don't really know. There are always unknown trials, treasures, unknown battles, unknown blessings, twists and turns. You never really know in life. And uh, so let's start. You know, God gave us his word because he knew this about life. Life is an adventure, and he knew this. So he gave us this to anchor us, to give us direction, to give us guidance when life goes crazy, which it always does. So let's start with, uh, with God's word this morning. I'm going to put a, a verse up on the screen, Proverbs 22, 6. This is uh, just a, a theme verse, maybe for our whole series. We're starting a new series today. It says this, the New Living Translation, direct a child onto the right path, and when they're older, they will not leave it. From the message, point your kids in the right direction, and when they're old, they won't be lost. And the ESV, train up your child in the way he should go, even when he's old, he will not depart. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for your word. We're here to hear your voice, not mine, so help me get out of the way and, and just give me the word that you put on my heart this morning to, to speak. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for giving us an anchor in the chaos, in the blizzard of life, your word. God, we're so thankful, and we just ask you to speak to each person here. Everyone's in a different place, and you know every place, every place they've ever been, every place they ever will be, and so you can speak to them this morning, and we, we just come in faith this morning, Lord, in your name, amen. Well, I'm John I'm one of the pastors here. John is up at uh, Montecito Covenant speaking this morning, helping them out in their transition at that church. And so I get the privilege of starting this new series. And this verse uh, sounds so simple, doesn't it? Proverbs have a way of just making things sound so easy and simple. And, and uh, we humans have a way of complicating things and making things so complex and difficult and challenging and and am I headed in the right direction? What, what does that mean anyway? The right path, the right direction in the way they should go. It gets so complicated when you have a baby, when you introduce a new life into this world. 
And all of a sudden, there's all these expectations about what they need to be doing at every single stage. And how am I going to feed them? And there's 76 types of baby food. And I got to get them on the right sports team at two and a half, or they're not going to be ready for high school sports if I don't do that. And I got to make sure, you know, the academies are out there. So I got to make sure I'm starting to build their resume for those. And uh, there's just so, it's so complicated. What's really important in parenting? What is really important on this roller coaster? And so this new series we've titled, Are We There Yet? Adventures in Parenting. And I know for Aaron and I, when, when we started out and Nathan came into the world, I started parenting 14 years ago. So I'm, I'm hardly a beginner still, I really, I mean, I'm not an expert in parenting. I'm not up here as that. And when they gave us our baby and and the nurses were taking care of it. It was awesome for two or three days. And you're, you're in this amazing place where you're getting fed and every, everything's good. And then they send you home. And, and they didn't make you take a test or, or have a certificate or a license or anything. They just, they just send you home with the baby. And like, good luck. And, and you kind of look at each other like, what, what do we do now? What, I don't know what to do. I have no idea what to do. And, and you start putting it together. And it's just this crazy adventure. And now 14 years later, I'm raising a teenager and he's going into high school and I got two other kids. And I'm like, I, I have no idea what I'm doing still. What's, what is this thing? Parenting, it's so, it's so complex. And, and yet it, it is simple at the same time. It's this, this interesting uh, paradox. And Adventures don't have formulas. That's, that's part of it. This is an adventure. We could have easily called this misadventures in parenting because no one does it right. There are no perfect parents in this place. Um, so all you Enneagram ones, I'm sorry, there's no perfect formula for parenting. It's just you got to get over that. It's, we've all made mistakes. I've made so many mistakes already in 14 years. So I'm an adventurer like many of you. And I know it's not easy. I, uh, I used to judge you when you had your three-year-old and they were throwing tantrums and screaming. I was like, that's never going to happen to me. And then I had a three-year-old and it did. And it's, uh, it's crazy. It's hard. It's hard to parent. It's beautiful. It's hard. At the same time, it's this crazy adventure we get to go on. And so we hope that in this series, you will be encouraged. You will not be laid a burden on top of you that you're not doing enough that you have to do more, that there's this formula you have to follow. There's not. There, there's no perfect formula. There's no guarantees in parenting. And so we hope to create a culture here of freedom and grace because every kid's different. You haven't parented my kids. I haven't parented your kids. Every kid is different, and, and it's, uh, it's messy, isn't it? It's messy. And so there's lots of grace in this place for every situation, every place you've been in. And let me just address the non-parents here as we start this series, because you, you might be like, oh, I'm, I'm doing finals at Westmont this week. Awesome. I got to come and hear a parenting talk. This is sweet. Let me get on my phone and see what I have to do later. No, stay with us. This is, these are principles we're going to be talking about that are really for every relationship. And, and like Lila said, we believe this is a family. We have the opportunity here at Ocean Hills to raise a generation. We have over 200 to 250 kids, to, kids and students in this place, in this family. And so you are parenting with us. These are your kids too. 
And so these, these things all apply in our workplaces, in our families, here in our community. So stay with us. Parenting, it's really a, a calling to disciple another person. That's in the, in the simplest format that I can think of. That's what it is. It's discipling another person. And our hope in this church is that we would be disciples of Jesus, followers of Jesus, who then create disciples of Jesus. That, that's our, so whether or not we have a kid or someone else's kid, we are involved in the discipling process. And that's a, it's an amazing calling to be able to shape a child's heart, a child's character, to raise a generation together. What a gift we have, you guys. Are you in it with me? Together, are we in this? This is good. All right, well, maybe your family dynamic looks something like this. Secrets, struggle, battles. The, there is hope. That's what I want you to hear this morning more than anything. There is always hope. There's a new hope. Star Wars got something right. There is a new hope in parenting, in relationships. You can always start fresh. You can always start new. The, his mercies are new every morning. So I don't care what failures you've had, what, what, what areas you've just totally bailed on or been absent from or whatever it is, God says this morning, you can start fresh. Whatever stage you're in, in this crazy adventure. And so I want to give us just a couple overview thoughts today um, about parenting and um, Really, just some biblical perspective and a biblical paradox. That's what I'm going to give us, a biblical perspective and biblical paradox. And the first thing is a a perspective to free us, a perspective to free us up. We need a helicopter view of parenting, not more helicopter parents. We need a helicopter view of parenting. We need to zoom out and see parenting for what it is. I know I, I just get caught up in the frantic busyness of life, and I forget, what am I doing? Who am I in this? You kind of lose yourself in it. And so what I, I just, there was a, a few verses that stood out to me this, this week that I wanted to talk about, and one of them is Psalm 24.1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all its people belong to him. The world and all its people belong to who? Are you guys awake? The world and all its people belong to who? Him, the God, the, the Lord, whatever you, want to, whatever you want to call him today. Our kids, as Paul Tripp says, don't actually belong to us. Our kids don't actually belong to us. So where does that leave us? Our kids don't belong to us, so what am I? I think the Bible makes it pretty clear what we are in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 says, therefore, you are ambassadors. You are God's agents. You are his ambassadors to your kids. You you don't own them. They don't owe you anything. They are mine, and I'm going to let you steward them and shape their heart, but you're my ambassador. So my character, God says, my will, my purposes, I want you to help teach that to them. That's what's most important. You're my ambassador. And our role as ambassador is really to faithfully represent the message, the method, and the character of the one we represent, God. 
We're not free to speak independently if we believe that. Our role is to represent God to our kids. We're, we're to point, point out where God's working, who he is, what he's done. That's what Deuteronomy 6 is all about. Teach your children this as you walk on the road, as you, lie, as you lie in bed, as you get up in the morning. All these ways point to God. Here's what he's done. Here's who he is. We are his ambassadors. And yet we like to think it's about us, don't we? We, we naturally want to be owners. That's, that's the sin part of us, the, the disease we have, the selfishness. We want to be owners. We want, it to, we want it to be about me. And here's what Paul Tripp says. Here's one of the, one of the resources I'm going to recommend is Paul Tripp's book on parenting. It's, it's an awesome book. He's one of our, uh, just an author we read, so you can write that down. Paul Tripp said this in this book, Sin in our lives makes us think more like owners than ambassadors. Sin makes us more demanding than patient. Sin causes us all to find punishment more natural than grace. Sin makes us all more able to see and be distressed by the sin, weakness, and failure of others than we are about our own. Sin makes it easier for us to talk at other people than listen to them. You guys, this is a battle in our hearts that we are owners that we are not owners, we're ambassadors. There's a battle that goes on in our hearts. And, you know, to, to be honest, sometimes I, I just want my kids to obey me to make it easier, to make my life easier. If I'm really honest, I, you know, sometimes I'm just like, just, just do what I say, because I, I, I want to move on, I want to do this. I, you're in the way, you're, you're doing something. And there's this battle, like we are ambassadors of God. And I know I slip into the ownership mentality when I take my kids' disobedience so personally, when I, when I think it reflects on, on me and, and who I am. I slip into to the ownership mentality when I find my worth and my value with how my kids are doing in school or in sports. I slip into the owner mentality when I think it's my job to turn my kids into a doctor or lawyer or engineer or something like that. When I have a list of indicators that make me think this is what makes a successful, this is what successful parenting looks like. If they do this, 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 and this. Our identity, doesn't it just get so wrapped up in our kids, parents? And so this reminder is huge. We are ambassadors. That's who we are as parents. The second thing on our perspective is also we, we need a perspective on what we're doing as parents. Sometimes I just like, what, what am I doing? What am I even doing as a parent? I, I get to the end of a day and I'm like, God, I failed in so many areas as a parent. I didn't, didn't spend enough time with my kids. I didn't read with them enough. I didn't play with them enough. I didn't do this or this or this. And, you know, this, this is such a great verse. The Lord... This is 1 Samuel 16, 7. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And I know I need this reminder. I, I am preaching to myself this morning. God is so much more concerned about the inside than the outside. So much more. And I, I have an egg here. I was, it's not a real egg, Mark. It's... It's hard-boiled, just so you know. Um, no, it's, uh, it, we put these, um, you know, you guys probably did this. Parents, you painted or, or decorated eggs. This is my best one I've ever done. 
by the way. Actually, it's, pretty, it's pretty good. If you want to see it up close later, you can come on up and check it out. But, you know, we pay so much attention to the outside, and we forget that our, our job is to parent the inside. Parent the inside. And I, I just, it's to parent their character, which is like their integrity, their compassion, their wonder, their courage, those inner things. I love what Meg Meeker said, and I, I just, I, another resource I want to recommend is her um, Parenting Great Kids podcast. It's an amazing podcast. She has so many great guests on it. Go check it out. But she said this, to parent the inner child, we have to shift from giving our kids things, experiences, schools, material things, more and more activities. We need to shift from giving them things to spending time with them. That, that's how, it, it's so easy as a parent to think, like, what's the next thing can I give my kid? What, what kind of activity, what kind of experience? And parents, let me tell you, the, the only, really the only thing your kid needs is more of you. The only thing your kid really wants is more of you, your attention, you. And we get so caught up in trying to, trying to make the outside look good that we don't parent the inside. And, and that's where their self-worth comes from. It's, it's from knowing that their parent wants to spend time with them. That's where their self-worth will arise from. I loved uh, our camping. We, we had a little dads and kids camp out this weekend. And just watching Nathan Walker, young dad with his one-year-old son, uh, maybe two. I'm, I get him confused now. I'm kind of past that stage a little bit. But anyways, one or two, little guy. And uh, he's just in the tent. I see him from afar. I see the tent open. And he's just full attention, tickling, laughing with his little boy in the tent. It was the sweetest Sweetest moments. And I'm like, that kid's self-worth, his value is being shaped right now because his dad is just looking him in the eyes and being with him. Uh, I, get to, I get the pleasure of um, leading the All-Pro Dad. It's a, a little program at our school, Peabody. And we have dads and kids once a month come to breakfast and... and um, one of the things we do is, is we, at the very beginning, we get to publicly tell all the people there why I'm proud of my kids. And, and we get to pick something in, inner, not, not an achievement like they scored a goal in AYSO or a touchdown at Friday Night Lights or something, but, but what's inside that I'm proud of? And you can just see the kids, man, they light up when their dads share in public. You know, gosh, here's what I'm proud of my kid for. There's so much courage, or he's serving his brother or sister, or I see him working so hard at this. You know, that is so powerful to compliment your kid's inner life. That is what we are to parent. We're ambassadors. We parent their inner life. And then, you know, God gives us uh, a paradox to guide us. He gives us this paradox in scripture to guide us. How are we to do this? So this is just a big picture, general things. Let me, um, let me read John 1.14. It's in your program. Jesus, he's the word of God, the son of God who came down. He said, it, it was, John wrote this about him. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory 
the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of what? Grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. We have this paradox in Scripture from the beginning to the end. Full of grace and truth. This God who is fully gracious and yet he is full of truth and righteousness. And sometimes they seem at odds a little bit. Maybe some of you grew up in homes that were just all about truth. You had the Navy SEAL parent that was just truth. This is it, black and white. You do this, and this happens. It's, it's this way or the highway, my way or the highway. And uh, what, what happens there? Truth without grace leads to rules and rebellion, doesn't it? Truth without grace leads to rules and rebellion. The fastest way to raise a rebellious kid is to have rules without relationship, someone said. So rules and rebellion, that's that's what happens. And then when you have, maybe some of you grew up with a house that was just all grace. God loves you. God loves me. We're a happy family. Whatever you do is fine. Just find your own way. Believe what you want to believe. I got my beliefs, and it's all good. Well, grace without truth leads to what? It leads to do whatever and believe whatever. It leads to, to license and relativism. And so we see in Jesus this embodiment of both of these things, grace and truth, perfectly at the same time. And listen to this quote by Henry Cloud. He said, grace establishes and maintains the quality of the relationship And truth adds direction for the growth and the structure of a child's behavior and performance. Grace lets the child know she is loved. Truth guides her on what to do and become. And he says, really, the goal of parenting is to integrate grace and truth together. These two. And I would say in all our relationships, our goal to integrate grace and truth Let me just remind you of a story from John 8, the story of the woman caught in adultery. Jesus is teaching in the temple, and uh, the Pharisees are trying to find a way to trap him, to get him to do something that, that they can accuse him of. And so they bring a woman caught in the act of adultery caught in the act, and, and they just bring her right in and throw her in front of everyone, a crowd, interrupt Jesus' teaching. And they got stones in their hand, and they're ready to throw them at her. And they say, Jesus, the law says this, says we have to stone this woman. She was caught in the act of adultery. What do we do? What an intense moment. Can you just put yourself there for a minute? What an intense moment. What does Jesus do? And if you remember, he kind of bends down, and he starts writing in the sand, says. He takes a moment. He doesn't react. He keeps his composure. He pauses. I just feel as parents, that is is such a lesson for us. There's so many moments that we encounter that feel intense, that feel, maybe they're not this intense, but they feel intense to us. 
where people, where our kids are caught in the act or they're disobedient or whatever it is. It, there's, there's moments of intensity that happen in families. And Jesus' example, I love it, just pause. Keep your composure. Figure out how am I going to bring grace and truth in this moment? What am I going to do to bring grace and truth? And he does. He, I, mean, I don't know if he's writing the sins of all the people there, but he just says, if, if you've never sinned, you can throw the first rock. And then one by one, oldest to youngest, they start leaving. And Jesus turns to her and he says, where are your accusers? Where are they? And she says, there's no one here. They're, go- they're all gone. And he says graciously to her, neither do I condemn you. But then he doesn't say, just go, go back to your life. Go do whatever you want. He brings the truth, too. He says, and go and sin no more. There's a better way to live. Grace and truth. I think that is just such a, a powerful example of how Jesus brings them together in the pause, parents. I know for me, I, I need that. I need the pause. And I need, I need to ask God's wisdom. God, how do I bring grace and truth in this intense moment when it comes? Henry Cloud said, get the anger out of it, parents. They will not move toward the command if it's against them. Kids will not move toward the command if it's against them. And then this other quote, we need to talk to our kids in a way that makes them want to elevate themselves. I love that, that grace and truth. There's a book called Love and Logic, my last uh, just recommendation. If you haven't read this, I wish I would have read it 14 years ago. It could be called Grace and Truth because that's really what it's about. It's how to, how to let kids experience natural consequences and be gracious and keep the relationship going. All right, I got to close up. Um, train up a child in the right way, the way of Jesus is the way of grace and truth. And I just want to remind you, we're, we're ambassadors. What, what are you doing? You're parenting the inner child, and you're, you're doing it through grace and truth. I know in our community group a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the challenges of parenting in this frantic world and just how we get lost in it. And, and the overwhelming sentiment is really that I'm, I'm not good enough. I, I don't do it well. And I feel that too. I feel, gosh, there's just, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing it right. What else do I need? And I just want to remind us as we start this series, God never called you to be good enough. God did not call you to be good enough. Whatever you're facing in your life that you feel like you're not good enough for, God didn't call you to be good enough. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is enough. And, and so I really believe this, this line here, parenting is designed to deepen our dependence on God. We cannot do it. We're not good enough, but that's not the point. The point is I need to depend on God more. How do I do that? 
in those intense moments? How do I come to him? And I had a kind of a silly one on Friday night. I'll just share at the end here. And it was before we were going to the, the kids' camp out. Um, Kira had gotten home, and she had a long day. She had school, then she went to gymnastics, and then I was going to quickly transition her to go camping with me. Does that sound like a good idea? Um, no. She's, she's eight, almost nine, and she's really flexible and adaptable, but she was tired. She got home, and, and I'm like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's hurry. We're going to go camping. We're going to have a great time. And... I could just see it on her face, like, I am tired. And she just stopped. See, I even take it personally now, you know? It's not about me. And she said, I don't want to go. And so uh, my wife graciously came in and supported me. Thankfully, she was there. <laughs> and just wisely, you know, she just was really gracious with her and said, well, let's, what are you going to put on? And let's, we're gonna, you're going to have a great time. And let's encourage, let's, let's just encourage her to go, you know. And, and she gently said to me, you know, it's time to practice what you preach. So I was thankful for that line, actually, and, and I was able to. I was able to step, step back and just say, God, I need, I need your patience right now. I'm supposed to be at something. I, I had it going this way, and here's this little moment that's making me frustrated, and big deal if I'm 15 or 30 minutes late for something. Big deal. I need to be gracious, and I need your patience, God. I, I need to let go of my expectations. And so that's dependence on God. And he, gives, he gave it to me in that moment, I feel like. He, he, he was able to shift my attitude and my, my hurriedness in that moment. So I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. And uh, you just close your eyes for a moment and reflect. Uh, where do you need God Maybe it's in your parenting, maybe it's in something else, but where do you need just more dependence on the Holy Spirit to come through? Where are you not feeling good enough, like you're doing it the right way? Where do you need God's grace to be sufficient? God, you're so, you're so gracious to us. Thank you for your grace and truth. Thank you for your wisdom. God, we are uh, in so much need of it. We need your wisdom and your power. We cannot do this. So help us to be gracious with ourselves in the midst of this. Help us to see you. Help us to point to you as parents and disciplers and mentors. May we just... Just keep pointing to you, God, and keep seeking after you in the midst of this adventure. Thank you for what you're doing in each one of us and in this place. And we pray this in your name. Amen. All right, I'm going to have you stand up. We're going to sing a few songs, and I'm going to have the prayer team come up, actually. And
If you want to come up and just uh, at the beginning of this series, maybe you're a parent, maybe you're discipling someone, mentoring someone, you just want to just, just reaffirm your dependence on God's spirit to get you through, to keep you going, to encourage you today. I would love to have you come down and just ask for a prayer of blessing for that. God, I want to depend on you more in my parenting, in my mentoring, whatever God's calling you to do at this time. Or maybe come down and just say, I want a blessing for my family. So let's sing and feel free to come down the front and uh, let's enjoy God's presence for a few more moments here as we uh, are together. Amen. Before you re-enter your day, we hope that you will take just a few moments to pause and respond to what God has put on your heart through this message. Thank you again for listening to the Ocean Hills podcast. For access to more sermons, visit the Watch and Listen page on OceanHills.org or find them on the Ocean Hills app.